up, everyone? Welcome to the Wise Up Podcast presented by Wiseda Community Ed. I'm your host, Zach Nelson, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, Christy Moss, who is a social worker at Greenwood Elementary School. Christy, how are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How is isolation going for you? Uh, it's a day-by-day uh, process. Sometimes it's hour by hour in our house, but uh, so far today is a good day. Yeah, I think we're all kind of just taking it one day at a time and and hoping for the best each and every day. Yes. (laughs) So, Chrissy, can you tell us a little bit about your background as a social worker? Sure. So, uh, prior to working in the school district, I worked in the emergency department at Children's Hospital in Minneapolis, uh, mainly doing mental health, health assessments and trauma care. And then I segued from that and came to work in Wyzetta in 2001. And at the same time, I was also working at Relate Counseling Center, doing individual therapy as well with adolescents. So I've been here for quite some time. (laughs) So what are some of the primary responsibilities of school social workers in our district? Um, I think overall, our overarching goal and and duty is really to try to help and assess the social emotional needs of our kids and families and really that encompasses the whole child the whole family so we're looking at the mental health needs of both the students and the families but also looking at how that intertwines with their their interactions with their peers how it's impacting their academics and then the family dynamics that are at play as well So with every uh, building, it can look a little different. Sometimes we're doing individual support for students. Sometimes it looks like group work. Other times we're in classrooms or doing presentations. I think the nice part is our district really supports this model. And so we have social workers from early childhood all the way through high school. So it really looks different um, at each level, but that level of support is definitely still there. So you've been working at in the school setting for a while now have you seen changes in terms of the needs of students or families in the time that you've been at this at the school district you know when i first started i remember being very stunned at the level of anxiety that fifth graders were expressing to me back in 2001 um and now when i reflect back i sort of wish that's all that we were dealing with i think the intensity of mental health is um, so complex now and we see it at such a younger age. So we are seeing kindergartners come in with such complex needs and a lot of it is shown through their behavior. So we're having you know, kids having huge tantrums and meltdowns and they're not able to calm themselves down. Um, aggression, I think, I think people who aren't in the schools would probably be pretty surprised with what we're seeing. Um, and I think that just speaks to how complex our issues have become. And we just see it at a younger age. So another complex issue that we've all seen thrown into the mix is a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. It's dramatically changed personal interaction, not only for adults, but for students as well. How do you, how are kids responding to this and how are you guys helping kids in navigating this tough time? It's definitely been a challenge. I think it's the number one concern that I've heard from parents is the isolation that kids are feeling because of that lack of interaction. 
And although we've tried to accommodate somewhat in terms of doing Google Meets or Zoom meetings with um, staff meeting one-on-one -on -one with kids or trying to do small groups so that we're trying to get some of those peer interactions, it doesn't replace the face-to-face -face daily interactions that they have. So I've, I've had families who've told me that made you know, a huge difference. Their teacher called and it was only 10 minutes, but it shaped their entire day. But unfortunately, it's not something that can happen every single day just because of the constraints that staff are under and families are under. So it's figuring out how do we maintain that social interaction in a way that's meaningful um, and purposeful for kids. Yeah, and I think not only just seeing and talking to whether for students or peers or teachers, but the method of instruction has changed a lot. How have you mm -hmm. seen the learning side of things change and how students are reacting to them? I've seen more of an increase in frustration. Uh, again, I think there's such an interactive piece to teaching that I think prior to this, all of us didn't really appreciate how significant it is. And now there's a different appreciation at every level. So having to learn things electronically or just seeing your teacher on video isn't the same as when you're in a classroom and you're having a hard time and you can ask an immediate question. Um, so I, I see that, that frustration building for our kids and for our parents because parents suddenly are put in the role of being a teacher and the way they learned and the way kids are learning today are very, very different. And so then that introduces a whole other dynamic into that parent-child relationship that builds even more frustration within the family. So it's definitely been a huge stress for kids and for families. Yeah, I was gonna ask if, if you know, there's been anything that you've seen that has you know, work to help families and kids navigate this experience in terms of, like you said, parents are now teachers and they're also trying to balance, you know, in some cases, full-time jobs. Um, right. What have you seen in that regard? You know, I think the, the, biggest, <laughs> the biggest thing that I've seen that's been helpful is really giving parents permission to push it back a little bit. You know, our most important piece at the end of the day is we want our families to be functioning and happy and stable. And we understand that this is putting a whole other layer of stress on families. So giving parents permission to say, you know what, if you need to take a break and you can't look at e-learning until tomorrow, that's fine. It's okay. You know, and, and also putting it into context, what we're doing right now for e-learning is such a small, small piece of their child's entire academic career. So I think just sort of removing some of the pressure that parents are feeling of what they feel like they have to do and giving them permission to say, you know what, if it's too much, just be in communication with your child's teacher and let them know what's going on and we will accommodate. Because I think the other piece for parents to hear is we are all new at this. So even as staff, every week we're trying different things and different modes to engage kids and help families. And sometimes it works and, and sometimes it doesn't. But when we hear that feedback from families, that's what helps us partner and feel like, okay, how can we do this a little bit better? And we want it to be user-friendly and helpful and not another barrier for families. And I think aside from the, you know, the tangible things of, the, you know, what, whether we want to call them roadblocks to learning and instruction, a pandemic, 
you know, causes a lot of anxiety in, in adults and, and mm-hmm. children the same. What have, you know, what have you seen in behaviors from children that might indicate that they're experiencing some anxiety with everything mm-hmm. that's going on? With our younger kids, the thing that I hear the most is just a regression in behaviors. So I have some kids who suddenly are wetting the bed again, or they're regressing in their sleep patterns, um, or all of a sudden they're having these tantrums that they've never had before. And they're just seeing this higher level of anger, which often is confused with anxiety um, in kids. And with our older kids, just seeing more of that withdrawn behavior, which is a little tricky given that we've been in isolation, but within a family system, you can usually get a pretty good feel of whether your child is truly withdrawing to a different level, whether that's they're not eating as much, they're sleeping more, they're choosing to be in their room rather than interacting with the family. They don't even wanna go on a walk. Um, So those are definitely more signs of anxiety. At the same time, it's, it's trying to balance what would be typical in this situation and when do you become more concerned? Because I feel like all of us are in this roller coaster of emotions um, and some days are gonna be hard. They're hard for adults and they're gonna be hard for kids. So to have a couple days or even a week of kids being really sad or being anxious or being angry, I would put that in a pretty typical category. I think when you see it going on for weeks, that's when it becomes more concerning. Um, and that's when is the time to get more help for that. And what sort of help would you recommend for parents to um, look for in, in terms of, you know, when they see behaviors like that, obviously reaching out to you guys is, is a great option. Mm-hmm. I think reaching, definitely reaching out to us, we can give different resources depending what the family needs. Pediatricians are a great resource right now also just for having a good gauge of kind of where is the typical behavior and where is it becoming more concerning. The other thing that I've talked with families about is just being really open about discussing how everybody's feeling, even doing a daily check-in and to kind of name it that this is normal as a whole family and as adults. There's days we're going to wake up and it's going to be great and we're going to love it love the extra family time and then there's days that as a parent it's hard to get out of bed and you're crabby all day long and you don't really have a why attached to it but the why is the situation that we're all in Mm -hmm. and that is the exact same thing for kids so i think modeling that for kids and just letting them know as well you know what today mom i know that as a mom i'm really anxious today and i don't know why you guys so you just you got to give me a little bit of space and, and being able to label that for kids too, and just say, it's okay. And some days are gonna be harder than others. Yeah, we talked about it on an earlier podcast with um, the early childhood family education team at the early learning school about parents navigating their own emotions and how important that is. And, you know, especially at the beginning of this, mm-hmm. you know, so many of us were looking at, you know, news story after news story about the virus and trying to figure it out and comprehend it on our own. And Naomi talked about the importance of making sure we have our own thoughts and our own feelings under control. um, And we don't let it really spill over Mm -hmm. to, you know, how we talk to our kids and treat our kids. Can you touch on how to navigate our own anxiety and, you know, how to 
internalize what we're thinking and not let it spill over to our kids in a negative way. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it goes, you know, you asked me at the beginning of the podcast how I was and, you know, I said today is a good day. Um, and I think as adults, some days, that's just what you have to look at it as versus looking at the long term, because quite honestly, nobody, nobody really knows how quickly this is going to change and what next week could look like, what the fall could look like. We only can look at today. And so I think first just having the mindset of just literally chunking your days one day at a time and really not trying to plan beyond that. And there's a certain level of acceptance, I think, as adults that we have to recognize that this is our new reality. I think some of the anxiety that adults are feeling is hoping, still kind of grieving, when are things going to go back to the way they were? And the fact is, they probably aren't. Things are going to change from here on going forward, and we kind of have to get on that train and start preparing ourselves that it's just going to be different. Um, and I think as we can start to model that for our kids, that will kind of ease the path a little bit more as well. But I've had a number of parents who've talked with me about their own mental health because it is getting so significant and the anxiety and the depression, it is hard. And with the extra stress of worrying about the financial pieces and people's jobs, it is a very high stress. And so again, I would encourage Parents, you know, school social workers are not just there for your kids, we're there for your parents too and for the adults. And we have resources to be able to give parents specifically of other um, groups or other people that they can be in contact with who are in the exact same situation. Um, so I would just continue to encourage um, parents to please just reach out and let us help you make those connections because you are by no means alone in this at all. Yeah, we're all going through it in some sort of mm -hmm. level. Some obviously are impacted more significantly mm -hmm. than others, but we're no one's mm -hmm. unaffected by this. Right. And it can feel like you're the only one because we're all isolated. So you don't realize all the other connections and all the other people, but it's a lot of people having a really hard time right now. So we're, we're kind of in the home stretch for, you know, in e-learning or distance learning a lot of people are running out of steam. Uh -huh. How would you, well, you know, what would you tell parents to keep your, you know, your, your children motivated in the last couple of weeks of, of learning? Well, the first thing that I remind them, it is May. And even if their kids were going to school, it would be hard right now. This is what teachers face every single May of like, you know, we are trying to get them to hang from the rafters a little bit and hold on. So we definitely feel their pain. And so with that, um, I just encourage, I've been encouraging families take breaks. You know what, kids are just literally hanging on. If it's a beautiful day and that's what they're distracted by, by all means, get outside and go do something fun with your kids and then come back to the e-learning pieces. The nice part of it now here at the end of May, the activities are changing a little bit. It's not as hard and focused on what it was a couple weeks ago. Um, but I, again, just try to break it up and make it as fun as possible so that your family can function. Yeah, the weather helps too. Um, yes. You know, having, having warmer weather, being able to go outside just for, mm -hmm. it, it's amazing what it does for your own sanity and mental health right. just to be outside and, and enjoy some sunshine. Granted, it's, I think it might storm today, but right. overall. Well, and I think... 
Right. And I think even with my own family, there's been days where none of us are motivated, quite honestly. And we can kind of laugh about it and talk about it and like, okay, what are we going to do this morning? And we'll do something fun. And then we know there's an end point and we all just have to dig in Mm -hmm. and kind of bare our teeth and get through it. And there is sort of this help that we're all in it together as a family. And some days are really hard. We're going to get through it and then tell us how it went at the end. You know what? Honestly, sometimes we sit at our dinner table and we're like, so today was pretty bad. This, I did not like this whatsoever. But um, I think just being able to share that and being honest about it is really helpful. Yeah, getting in the habit of opening up those communication channels and maybe even more so than normal. Um, right. Just if it's part of the routine, I think kids and parents alike are going to be more likely to participate and, and open to sharing how they're mm-hmm. feeling. Well, we can't really fake this. It's not sunshine and roses. This is really hard stuff and uncharted territory for all of us. So I would expect this to be hard. So what are some ways for parents to reach out and get more information, if, whether it's for themselves or whether it's for ways to help uh, their kids navigate through this? So again, every school has a social worker, so they can do it a couple of different ways, uh, either just calling your child's school and asking to talk with the school social worker. Some, some schools even have more than one social worker. Um, the other piece is just going to the Wyzetta homepage and under mental health, it has a list of all of the social workers um, by building. So their emails are listed, their phone numbers are listed. So that would be the other way to get in touch with us as well. Is there anything else you have to share today, Christy? You know, the, other, the only thing that I would say for families, for parents to remember is just to be very kind and be very forgiving. I think there's so much grace right now that can be given as a parent. We tend to feel so much guilt for things that we're doing or didn't do. At the same time, some of our kids are like bouncing off the walls and we don't understand why. And the thing is, again, it's the situation. There's nothing specific that's wrong. It's the stress of the situation. So we just have to give everybody, including ourselves, a lot of grace in some of the things we might say or how we might behave. Um, and just know we are all doing the best that we really can in the time. Yeah, and hopefully we get through these next couple of weeks of the distance learning part, and then mm-hmm. you know summer won't be normal, but at least we can kind of check the, the e-learning box. Yes, that's box. one less thing for right now, absolutely. <laughs> well, sounds great, Chrissy. Thank you for joining me today, I really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Zach. Thanks again for Christy for coming on the podcast. Again, if you have more questions or want to get a hold of someone in the district to talk about your own mental health or talk about, you know, helping your kids out through all this, you can go to wyzettaschools.org slash districts slash mental dash health dash services. Again, wyzettaschools.org slash districts slash mental dash health dash services. We'll be back later this week. Have a good week. And stay safe, stay healthy. Talk to you soon.